welcome. You are listening to Grace Capital Church Podcast. We have been on this series called Veritas, which means truth in Latin, and uh, we have been discussing basically taking you from the beginning of the Bible and working our way all the way through to the end, and uh, we are now at the stage where we've talked about in the, to the New Testament, we're talking about Jesus, and last week we talked about that we can do nothing apart from Jesus. Uh, we have to be connected to, I use this as an analogy, we said if this is the vine, we are the branches, we have to be grafted in because without being grafted in, all we are is a dead piece of wood. We can produce nothing. We can produce nothing. And so that was last week, and then This week, we are going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. We're going to be entering, actually, three weeks about the Holy Spirit, and it is is going to be really, really good, I believe. It's not because I'm giving you the message, but I truly believe the Holy Spirit is going to work through me to bring some revelation to each one of us. This week, we're really going to be introducing the concept of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit function in the Old Testament, also in the New Testament. Next week, we're going to be talking about what is this fullness of the Holy Spirit? How do I become full? How do I fully live for Him? And then the third week, I can't even remember what the third week is. We actually were fruit and gifts of the Spirit, actually going to be more of the gifts of the Spirit. A lot of us, actually, God has been giving us gifts. I won't give you the, the whole uh, synopsis of that message, but each one of you has been given gifts or multiple gifts, and we are going to begin exploring that. And, um, and then the last message is going to be that we're going to hit Revelation, and what does that really mean for us, um, the end of the book. So that's a little synopsis, but I'm going to get right to uh, the message today. I've got a question for us. Would you rather have Jesus in physical form with you, or would you rather have the Holy Spirit? Think about that for a moment. Jesus, the Son of God, with you, or the Holy Spirit? How many people would say Jesus? How many people would say the Holy Spirit? All right. Well, this is good. This is good. I'm not going to give you... Jesus had something to say about this, by the way. Jesus actually said, it is good for me to go, meaning it's good for me to leave this earth because somebody greater than he... Now, this is strange. How, who could be greater than Jesus? Somebody greater is going to come and be with you. Now, just to help us put this in concept a little bit, the reason why some of you, of course, we would love to hang out with Jesus. Who wouldn't want to hang out with Jesus? And hopefully we do anyways, but physical form we don't today. Where is Jesus today? He's sitting at the right hand of the Father today. The Father, He is in heaven as well. But we have the Holy Spirit who is not only with us, but can dwell within us wherever we go. See, if if it's just with Jesus, if we go off here and Jesus wanted to be with your buddy who also raised their hand and you had to share Jesus, then Jesus is no longer with you and it's like, I want Jesus, but Jesus is over there. 
He's not with you. But today, the Holy Spirit can be indwelling in every single person, and it's not limited to time and space. He's everywhere, and he can indwell and be with you. And this is why Jesus says it's good for him to go. Now, I don't know about you, but, uh, but I am thankful that I live in New Hampshire, and I actually do have a four-wheel drive as well as a two-wheel drive car, which I took my car here to church today, and I was like, all over the place, and uh, I almost hit the snowbank a couple times. But on my four-wheel drive truck, I like that. You know why? Because if I start to slip, if I start getting fishtailing, and all of a sudden I just push a button, and all of a sudden I straighten right out, and I've got power, and I don't have to worry about hitting the snowbank. You know what? The Holy Spirit's kind of like that. It's kind of like our life is like a two-wheel drive. Really, I mean, two-wheel drive in snow, we're, we're, and rear-wheel two-wheel drive at that. We're fishtailing all over the, all over the road, and, and we're like hitting snow banks and bouncing back on the road, and it's kind of like we, we're trying to go a direction, but we're swerving all over. But the Holy Spirit is like, all of a sudden, you get this, this extra power that it seems to straighten everything out and gives you the power to get you to where you need to go. That's why the Holy Spirit is incredible. You know, we try to do life on our own. And we really can get in these modes of fishtailing through life. Sometimes we do these 360s and you know what I love to do though? <laughs> this is kind of fun. Now kids, don't do this. But when you're driving real fast going around a corner, emergency brake, when it's a little snow on the road, oh my word, it is so fun. Fishtailing you around. And, but anyways, don't do that, kids. But, but it is kind of fun. But here's the deal. The problem is sometimes you do that and you don't quite steer properly and you get into that 360. I do it when there's no other cars around, though. <laughs> Parking lots are usually the best for that. But here's the thing, you, you just try to live life on your own without the Holy Spirit. You really are like fishtailing through life. These 360s, these hitting the snowbanks. Today, that's why it's so important that we understand the Holy Spirit and His function in our life. You know, last week we said, apart from him, we can do nothing. But I would say, uh, add to that this week. But through the Holy Spirit, we can do everything. See, apart from him, meaning Jesus, we can do nothing. Being connected to the vine. But through the Holy Spirit, we can do everything. The Holy Spirit is the empowerment. It is the button that hits four-wheel drive. So you say, well, where does this Holy Spirit come in, play? Well, honestly, the Holy Spirit has always been. He's a part of the Trinity. He's not some mystical spray in the air or mystical thing. It is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person in spirit form. And if you turn to Genesis 1, chapter 2, I mean, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, The earth was without form and void, 
and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Spirit of God was in the very beginning. Well, what was the the whole point of the, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament times? Well, the Holy Spirit functioned a little differently Old Testament. The Holy Spirit's the same Old Testament as New Testament, meaning the person is the same. But for us, as we inter, in, engage with the Holy Spirit, it's different because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. But listen to this. Back in the Old Testament time, the Holy Spirit would come upon people to accomplish some cool things, some supernatural things. Let me just give you a few verses here to, to indicate that, that the Holy Spirit was actually worked with people and actually was in people even in the Old Testament. But it wasn't a in them forever. It sometimes in, but it also leave. Do you remember Saul, King Saul? The Holy Spirit was on him, but then all of a sudden Saul started going south. He started acting very wicked. Jealousy started coming into his heart as it related to David, and, and the Spirit of God left him. Next in Numbers 27, verse 18, and And the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun, with you, a man whom is in the spirit, lay your hands on him. So Moses saw that the spirit of God was was a part of Joshua. Then we have the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he judged Israel in Judges 3.10. The spirit of the Lord came upon him. Him was actually referring to Othniel. Othniel was one of the judges. He was actually Caleb's brother. Here's another verse, 1 Samuel 10.10. When they came to there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied to them. So here again, we see Old Testament, the Spirit of God would come upon people to accomplish certain things, whether it's to give a prophetic word, whether it was to supernaturally lead at a moment in time. Here we are in 1 Samuel 16, verse 14, where the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. But we also see here in Exodus 31, 1 through 3, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have a called by name Bezalel, Bezalel, Buzz, buzz, call him Buzz. The son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all manner of workmanship. Interesting, so here's the Spirit of God coming upon somebody in the Old Testament. This Bez guy. And he gives them supernatural wisdom and understanding and knowledge, which, by the way, those are some of the gifts of the Spirit that we'll talk about in a few weeks that is available for us, which is so cool. So here we have the Spirit of God in the Old Testament still active, alive, and well, but functions a little bit differently in New Testament. 
So Jesus comes to the scene and he kind of foretells us that the Spirit of God is going to come here on the earth and he's going to dwell within people. And we can look at this together. It will be on the screen, but if you have your Bibles, look at it. It might be a great verse to underline because when people talk about the Holy Spirit, sometimes they're going to ask you a question and, and it'll be good for you to know where to find this to answer the question. So let's turn to John chapter 16, 7 through 8, and then we're going to skip to 13 and 14. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage or it is good that I go away. For I do not, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. The helper is the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I will send him to you, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Then verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth, for he will speak, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you things that are to come. He will glorify me and he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All right, so the Holy Spirit, Jesus foretells that the Holy Spirit is going to come to the people. Now you have to see what the purpose of the Holy Spirit is here. Yes, it convicts us of our sin, for sure. When we come to Jesus, why do you think all of a sudden when we give our life to Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit comes and indwells in part, and we're going to be talking about next week the difference between receiving the Holy Spirit and salvation, then also receiving this fullness of the Spirit that God wants to give us. So it's a sense of conviction that we will have, knowing greater right from wrong, and this desire to do what's right. But then all of a sudden, we will realize that the Holy Spirit will empower us, four-wheel drive button, it will empower us to live the life that our lives have been designed for. We will stop this fishtailing. We'll stop doing these 360s in parking lots. Well, you know my analogy. <laughs> Pardon me, said, stop doing 360s? No way, man, that's fun. But as it deals with life, it's not fun going in circles in life, isn't it? Going around the mountain. Why? Why, God? Why am I doing this again? Holy Spirit, would you just come? Help, help straighten out my life. Help equip me and empower me to live for you, but not only for our lives, but to be witnesses around us as well. But here's the deal. On verse 14, this is so important. I love this, that Jesus says, and it, the Holy Spirit will actually glorify Jesus, it says. Glorify me. The red letters meaning Jesus is speaking. The Holy Spirit will glorify me. This is why in our services sometimes, just in case you, you don't know, we, we are a part of a four-square church. We are a charismatic slash Pentecostal slash whatever you want to call that. Basically, all that means is we believe that the Holy Spirit wants to work today like it did in the time of Acts. By the way, if you've been journaling with us through the book of Acts, it's kind of crazy, some of these stories. And by the way, those things can happen, still happen today. 
But here's where we get the balance in all of this. We notice there's no chandeliers. Well, there is a couple chandeliers. And we're not going to be swinging from chandeliers creating chaos. I have to say that, that God is a God of order. It's interesting. There are, there are people, when we first came into uh, this region, there are people who come from different backgrounds and, and have different freedoms. And you know, I do know people express and worship in all different ways, and I appreciate that. There was, you know, back in the day, the 80s or whatever, the, the banner people and the dancers and all that kind of stuff. And I personally don't connect to that, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. Unless it draws attention to the person and not glorifying Jesus. You see, everything that we do, when we function in the fullness of the Spirit, we need to make sure, hey, by the way, does it line up to Scripture? Is if somebody's giving a prophetic word, does it line up to Scripture? Number two, if somebody in worship is wanting to, you know, dance around, is it drawing attention to the person or is it bringing glory to Jesus? We don't have many dancers around here. And, but if there were, everything that we need to do, we need to run through the filter, does it glorify Jesus? The reality is the Holy Spirit restores intimacy to the Father. You see, I grew up in a Christian home, and it wasn't until I was 22 that did I even know there was a Holy Spirit. We'd, we would sing in church what, the doxology, right? <laughs> Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. That was my extent of the Holy Spirit, that we would sing doxology. But here's the thought on this is when I experienced the Holy Spirit, by the way, which is in my living room, I started weeping. Why was I weeping? Not because I was sad, because for the first time I felt the love of the Father. You see, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He restores that intimacy that God has designed from day one. I can feel you, God. I can, I can feel your love for me. That's why. The Holy Spirit, Jesus says, it's good that he goes. He's a conduit to God's heart. Well, he also is that empowerment, right? The four-wheel drive button. He's that empowerment for the mission that Jesus has us to be on. If you turn to your Bibles, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, 6 through 8. says this. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed his own authority, but you will receive power, four-wheel drive button, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Power, why? To be witnesses to him. Now, now witnesses doesn't mean he's going to give you boldness to knock on people's doors and hand out tracts. Now, he might. 
I don't want to stereotype anything here, but I'm saying that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is as you're doing life, it gives you the power to say, man, I know you've been really down. Like, can I pray with you? Hey, I, I noticed that, have you ever, do you know Jesus? Because I found him. and Everything in my life has changed. That kind of boldness, I know when I encountered the Holy Spirit for the first time, honestly, going through high school as a closet Christian, I was every single Every single week, I would be, sorry, a little distraction out there. I do see people have eyes on here when we have some big boys going to look at what's going on. Okay, we're good? All right, so here's, so I know, I've just completely distracted you. I will bring you back home. Here we are. All right, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because I'm going, to, I'm going to get your attention now. What am I doing with this? All right, does anybody know this instrument? Trombone. Okay, so here's the deal. When this was kind of my life before the Holy Spirit, kind of shiny, kind of good looking. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right, but, but honestly, it just kind of was like, this is my life. So I've been designed for a purpose by looking at this instrument. Is it doing what it was purposed to do? Currently by looking at it. Is it actually functioning in the way it was supposed to? No. It only functions if life is breathed through it. There's breath that goes through it. And I would can say that this, the Holy Spirit, this was my life before the Holy Spirit, but when the Holy Spirit came, it was like His life, this life of God, His Spirit began to dwell inside of me, and all of a sudden my life started functioning in the way that it was designed for. I, I'm going to try to play this thing. I'm just, I know, I just, sometimes I get a little crazy with these. But here's the deal. What would you rather, was there any enjoyment at all when it was sitting up here? No enjoyment. But there was laughter, there was clapping, there was... That was for you, Pastor Mike. So... So here's the thing, all of a sudden life started coming in there with a breath that was breathed through it. It's like the Holy Spirit all of a sudden brought to life the very purpose of why I was on this earth. I want you to think about this for a moment. Do you want your life to just kind of be sitting on a shelf not fully functioning in the way that it was designed for. It's nice looking, and I mean, it's, there's some mechanical parts to it. You know, this is like life. This is your heart beating, boom, 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 boom. But it's still sitting here, but there's not. But all of a sudden, life starts to come into this, and all of a sudden, your life makes a beautiful noise. 
and a beautiful song. You see, God's placed dreams, visions in our heart. Honestly, what we see is a great example of Rosalind. What Rosalind didn't tell you is she had a business in cleaning homes and nothing wrong with cleaning at all. We need people, God people, to clean homes. But here's the thing. She get to the place of saying, is this all my life is meant to be? Because she started saying, my life kind of feels like it's, yes, I'm loving my family. Yes, I'm serving my family and doing a great job. But God, could it possibly have more to it? And she started saying yes to the Spirit of God that was being placed on her. All of a sudden, life starts coming out, and, and all of a sudden, there starts to be this, this purpose that her life has been designed for. She comes into alignment with that, that dream that God's placed inside of her heart. How many people would love to come alive and live fully for the, for the purpose that your life has been designed for? Not just going through the motions, not just... Oh, I gotta, I gotta read my Bible again. I gotta go to church again, again. So in Acts chapter two, verses one through four, when the day of Pentecost arrived. Now Pentecost today, we know Pentecost as remembering when the Holy Spirit came. But back then, it was actually a feast. The day of Pentecost was a feast of weeks. They were remembering when God gave Moses all the laws and rules for the Israelites. So they're gathered together. The day of Pentecost They were together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. So here we are in Acts chapter 2. Jesus has since gone to the cross, resurrected. And now the Holy Spirit comes. And you begin reading through the book of Acts and then other books in the New Testament and you realize how life never becomes quite the same when you allow the Holy Spirit to come and dwell inside of you. The question for you, though, is do you want the Holy Spirit to dwell in you? Are you considering the Holy Spirit in your life journey? And when I say consider, because the Holy Spirit is such a gentleman, 
The Holy Spirit will never go where he's not wanted. He never pushes himself on anybody. But he always is wanting to come into alignment when we say, yes, I'm willing. You see, when Jesus was on earth and he was doing miracles, I'm sure the Holy Spirit was with him. Obviously, when Jesus got baptized, we saw the dove descending, and many times we associate that with the Spirit of God resting upon Jesus to do the ministry that he had. But Jesus went around saying, I only do what I see the Father in heaven doing. You see, we cannot come into this alignment to actually fully function in our design unless we have the spiritual ears to hear and see what the Father in heaven is doing. But with the Holy Spirit, he becomes the conduit for us to begin to hear and see. I'm not too sure what your tradition is, how you've grown up, what church you've come from. But all I'm telling you is what is in the Bible. We know the Holy Spirit existed in the Old Testament. We know that Jesus said it's good for him to go so we can allow the Holy Spirit to come. And never in the Bible have I seen anywhere giving any indication that the Holy Spirit wants to stop working and only worked in the book of Acts. Instead, I've seen the Holy Spirit continue to move and shape and utilize us as the instrument of his praise that our life would become not only an instrument that sits on a shelf and is just functional, but it becomes an instrument of making sweet noises. To be actually utilized in the way it's been designed to be used. To bring restoration. To bring healing bring fullness of life. Not to bring wackiness. <laughs> Some people think, man, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, it's going to stir up a bunch of wackiness. No. I'm saying it's going to stir up a four-wheel drive button in your life. That's what I'm saying. It's going to give you power. It's going to give you fulfillment going to place you on this wild journey chasing after God and his heart. It's going to align your heart to God's heart and your will then becomes his will and it gives you power to overcome sin. It gives you power to become a witness. It allows the fruit of the spirit to come into your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. It allows the gifts of the spirit to rise up. Over the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about those 
in greater detail. We're going to be talking about what does it mean to, to have the Holy Spirit fill us? How does that happen? What happens when that happens? Does that mean you speak in tongues? Don't speak in tongues. Does that mean you start prophesying everywhere? Don't prophesy. What does that mean? We're going to talk about that next week. But in life group this week, it is so important that you go to life group this week. And for those of you who are listening to this message online, which we're going to tell you, make sure you don't miss it because this is so important. We're building on something. Be in your life groups this week. We've got some great questions for you for you to discuss. You're not going to want to miss this. Can I just seal this by praying? Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, Jesus, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us from all the times we've messed up, our sin, our trespass. Oh, God, just lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one known as Satan, the devil. For yours is the kingdom and the power. See, yours, the Holy Spirit, allows us to participate in the kingdom work. Yours is the power. It's the four-wheel drive button that sets our life straight that gets us off this curvy path of guessing of where should I go. It's for your sake, Jesus, that you might get the glory for all things that we do. As much as, Jesus, we want you right beside us, we're also thankful that you left the Holy Spirit can dwell in us and work through us to make our life a beautiful, sweet melody, connecting us to the Father's heart. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about Grace Capital Church or how to get a copy of this broadcast, please visit us online at gccnh.com.